Hi, I'm Owen from Bite Size Irish Gear, and welcome to episode 60, Ever Ashaska, of the Bite Size Irish Gaelic podcast. Even if you're alone learning to speak Irish outside of Ireland, don't despair. Rest assured that there are thousands like you across the globe, all interested in tapping into Ireland's native culture. For all about this podcast, go to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast. And I want to give a shout out to our newest members who joined Bite Size Irish Gaelic. They uh, signed up as paying members of our online program where you can learn to speak Irish Gaelic in bite-sized pieces. So welcome in Faltestach to Brian in Bristol in England, Nancy in South Dakota, Joseph in Auburn and Washington, Doreen in Minnesota, Anne in Philadelphia. Welcome to Rachel in Washington and to Anne Evangeline in Utah. So welcome Faltestach to everybody. And today I'm joined by Barbara Maloney. And Barbara, you signed up to Bite Size Irish Gaelic. That's how we heard of you. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Very nice to talk to you. Whereabouts in the world are you, Barbara? I live in Glasgow. When I first moved here, they I pronounced it incorrectly. It's it's spelled like it sound. It it should be like Gloucester, but they call it Glasgow, north of Boston. Okay. So we're talking Massachusetts? Yes. And uh, Gloucester is one of the oldest fishing seaports in the U.S. So is seafood kind of a particularity in this this area? Oh, definitely. Definitely. I live in a village called Magnolia, which is actually in Gloucester. And if the seas are rough, I can hear the ocean from my bedroom window. Oh, wow. So do you make it down to the the seashore out for the, walks or anything? Oh, all the time. All the time. I'm I'm actually I've only been in Massachusetts two years. So I've I've always made a point to walk down to Magnolia Point when we're having a blizzard, a snow <laughs> blizzard. <laughs> ah lovely. So Barbara, with a name like Barbara Maloney, I'd say there's a bit of Irish heritage there, is there? Yes. From Cork and Mayo <laughs> County. Okay. And do you know at what point your ancestors came over to the States? Do you, do you have any information or background on it? Yes. They came, I believe, in the early 1900s. Uh-huh. And actually, they opened up a um, a pub <laughs> in Detroit. <laughs> Typical. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, cool. And did you uh, grow up in Detroit? Yes, I did. Okay, interesting. And were there would have would there have been uh, many like Irish families around where you were growing up, or was it just not part of the community around you? Well, uh, I guess I should say to you that I probably grew up in a Roman Irish Catholic family, mm-hmm. and one of the cousins went over to Ireland six or seven times. And the forefathers of Detroit asked all the different cultural groups for the um, the tri-century celebration or whatever it was, oh, okay. this tricentennial celebration, to write up their history. So the cousin wrote and published two books, and it was called The Irish in Detroit. Mm. So it was pretty interesting. Cool. So long history. And... Did you grow up um, 
did you have a feeling for Ireland along the way or was it something you discovered a bit later in life like first wanting to visit Ireland how did that work out well I think I've always wanted to go to Ireland forever <laughs> and I actually met a second cousin in Kinsale when I was over there but I oh. in my office before I left the university I had this big poster and it was a castle that was on a cliff and I don't know exactly where it was in Ireland, but mm -hmm. anytime I see sheep, the white sheep with the black face and a picture <laughs> or photo or anything, I always think of Ireland. Oh, yeah. So you um, you made, was it your first trip over in 2015? Yes. And it was, uh, how do I say this? Uh, I went to a friend's wedding on May 30th and I was on the plane the next Sunday. I made a split second decision just to hop on the plane and go by myself. I was so excited. Oh, well, and uh, did um, the plane prices, do they work out even better if you're doing it like that last minute? or is it, Well, it can be I have to tell you, it was cheaper for me to fly into Dublin and fly out of Shannon. Oh, interesting. So just for the very fact that you flew in and out of different places. Yeah. Hmm. Well, that might be a tip for somebody who's researching for the this coming year, if they're and, planning a trip. Yeah, and I asked my cousin, I said, well, when you went over, did you always make a reservation? She said, never. Did you rent a car? Yes. So uh, my AAA recommended that I just reserve a B&B uh, &B when I flew into Dublin for the first night. Oh, but okay. I, I have to tell you, um, you know what? Do you pronounce your first name Owen? That's a good question. Yeah, I say Owen. It's Owen. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah, you two say different Owen? bits to it. Yeah. Okay, but all the B. I stayed at a B and B mm -hmm. except for the last night I was there, and um, everybody was just wonderful, and the B and B people, I just, um, they were all great. Mm -hmm. Um. And I, everybody asked me, because I ordered a manual stick shift on the car, uh -huh, and everybody yeah, yeah. said, well, what about driving on the left side? I, I said, the minute I got out of the driveway out of the rental car, I felt like I had been driving that way forever, because I knew how to drive a stick. Um, yeah. The only problem I had, I think the first time I drove down one of your roads, that the the growth, the plant growth... <laughs> In the like middle, right or there, along the it's side. Like right on the edge. <laughs> on the edge, yeah. And I was a little worried about scratching the car, so I guess I was probably weaving a little bit. And my only first encounter with somebody, it was kind of funny. I don't think she thought it was funny, but she, <laughs> I stopped at the stop sign, and and the lady behind me gets out and she bangs on my window, and I rolled it down. She oh. said, "Did you know you were weaving all over the road?" I looked at her and I said, "Last, I said, well, uh, maybe a little bit. I said, I'm not used to your uh, your road here. <laughs> this is the first <laughs> time I've been. So I think she might have thought I was tipsy or something. <laughs> maybe she was checking, yeah. <laughs> I think but, the locals, uh, yeah, if you check their side mirrors, their wing mirrors, you'll probably see a few scratches because they'll just uh, go through those hedges. <laughs> it's the only yeah. way. Especially if there's a bus coming at you. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I, I have to say the landscape everywhere, city and country, it was just amazing for me. Oh, lovely. So did you go far, Barbara? Well, I went, I started in Dublin and the B&B people told me where to go eat uh, down in Dublin, you know, in the mm-hmm. night. And then they were very pleasant. And then um, I decided that I wanted to go to a different Irish pub every night. Cool. So I went down the seacoast and I stopped in, what's the name of it? Begins with a B that's just south of Bray. I was in Bray. Okay, south of Dublin, yep. Yep, and I I, uh, ate lunch there and I climbed that, well, I don't know the area. And, well, there's a big cross, wooden cross on the top of the hill. Mm -hmm. And anyway, you walk up, but it's all along the seashore. And then um, I kept going down this, this, you know, the East Coast, and I was very surprised because my background is marine biology, mm. and I thought the Irish Sea was going to be really rough, but it was calm as a, a lake. Yeah, there's not much to it, is there, usually, no, the Irish Sea? No, I'm just surprised. But, yes, um, so for people just listening, if you don't know the map, like, that's the piece of water between the islands of Ireland and Britain. So there you go. It's kind of sheltered a bit. Yeah, but it's just absolutely gorgeous. Hmm. And and then I stayed down south is it Wexford? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I stayed at another B and B there and they told me that I really should go down to the lighthouse. And I should have looked at my PowerPoint that I put together for somebody, but it's along the south shore of Ireland. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, it's on the tip of my tongue. It's an. I guess old... Waterford would have been the next county. Was this still in Wexford? Well, I had to go a long ways along the coast before I got to the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of shipwrecks uh, historically, I guess, that had, you know, broken up or something mm-hmm. over the centuries. You know what? Now that I'm talking to you, I really should. Well, well anyway, you, you can always uh, email us if it comes if it comes yeah. to you, and we can always add it to the show notes page. And I'll be reading out the link to the show notes page at the end, anyway. Okay, I I wanted to stop in in Waterford, but I ended up going up to Kilkenny. Mm-hmm. And is that where the is that where the Rock of Cashel is? Well, Rocky Castle is a bit uh, more west in County Tipperary, a bit more inland, but uh, Kilkenny itself is a lovely place. There's a castle in Kilkenny City as well. That's well worth a visit. Well, I know that I went to the Rock, the Rock of Cashel, but I, I did stay in Kilkenny too. And, um, you know, as I said, it was everybody was so nice and so helpful and and I have to say, a lot of the, the folks in Ireland said, oh, we love you Americans. <laughs> <laughs> but, I bet um, they do. <laughs> yeah. And then I went on my way down to Cork. And okay. I, I stopped there to take a bunch of pictures. And I went into the English market. And I'm a foodie. So I, I had oh. my, my camera is like an appendage <laughs> attached to me. <laughs> <laughs> so then, then I went on my way down to Kinsale. And um, that was really exciting because I knew there was a place that was linked to a family that I'm related to. Mm. 
And before it was sold and became an inn, it was where um, grandparents were born. And anyway, they sold it. And the, there's a ghost story that's linked to it. <laughs> and it's called the White Lady House. Ooh, so okay. I have to say, you guys are really good when you go into a town. And because I didn't have any reservations for any B and B, but I had no problem whatsoever finding B and Bs because well, your signage, yeah. your signage is really good, though. So when you arrived in the town, you just you just drove through and started looking for B and B. Well, I actually I remember one town I was approaching and I saw a bicyclist right outside of town and I, I slowed down and I rolled my window and I said, can you recommend a and b <laughs> He said, yeah, go down here in the name of it. And then he told me a restaurant to go to. So um, oh, it, was, it was both excellent. Yeah, cool. Well, you are brave. Like around August this past year, I was trying to book a and b and it was a bank holiday weekend and the country was literally booked out. Like there wasn't... There wasn't a single room available uh, oh. south of Limerick, where we are. So, yeah, you were a bit earlier in the summer, I guess, but it was still brave of you. So did, <laughs> do you think that let you kind of make your, your plan a bit more fluidly? You just kind of say, ah, sure, I'll, I'll spend the night here and there instead of another place. Or did you still follow a plan? I had a map with me. I had tons of maps I brought with me. Mm -hmm. And um, I ended up using this one map that worked out the best for me. I knew that there were some places I definitely wanted to go. But the whole way, I, I followed the coastline. So I would say that I ate seafood most of the time, or <laughs> if not all the time. And everything was wonderful. Yeah. And I have to tell you, I ate one of your... Uh, full Irish breakfasts mm. every morning, every mm. morning, because I have some Irish cooking books here. And um, as a biologist, you know, I was reading up on some of the recipes and, um, you know, they had the white pudding and the, the black pudding and it's oh, not yeah. the sweet pudding that we might think over here. Oh, yeah. And <laughs> so, you know, when I read about it in the books that I had here before I left, I said, eh, I don't know about that. But <laughs> One of the B&B &B ladies encouraged me just to try it because they only, <laughs> they just put, you know, a little, like a little teeny muffin shape of each on your plate. So mm. I tried it and I was shocked. It was, it was great. I said, oh, we should have these over here. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing like a bit of blood pudding to start the day. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> now, I don't know if you guys eat it regularly, but I was oh. eating it every day. Oh yeah, well for me it's kind of a treat, so it wouldn't even be every weekend, but oh. it, it certainly happens. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I stayed in Kinsale for two nights, mm -hmm. and the cousin I met took me to his pub. Every and everybody was so grand, and then I left and I went on my journey to. I'm, I might be pronouncing it incorrectly, mm -hmm. but it's Anaskal towards Dingle. Yeah, that's that yeah, I think you're pronouncing it right. Yeah. Okay. So I thought there was family there that might have belonged to my grandmother. Anyway, make a long story short, um I didn't find the lady right away, so I went on into Dingle and my cousin recommended Murphy's had a uh, B&B attached to it. 
So, <laughs> oh my goodness, this is where I was a little nervous about getting a room somewhere. Uh. There was all these tour buses in town. And so I parked the car on this um, rocky little road right next to the corner where Murphy's was in Dingle. And so I was looking for, you know, the owner and he was sitting on a chair outside the, the pub and he said, Oh, I'm sorry, we're full. And I said, Oh shoot. Do you know any other place? So he gave me a name of a B and B just down the street on a side street. So I, I didn't, I didn't, I left my car there and I walked down mm -hmm. there and, um, they had like two buildings that were linked. So I walked into one and I saw a lady out in the backyard. She was putting her laundry up. She said, Oh, you have to go to the other building. I said, Oh, okay. So, and there were cows in the backyard. <laughs> so I went and, um, I said, excuse me, do you think you might have a room? And I was all excited because I was telling about my trip and meeting my cousin and a whole bunch of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then he said, well, you know, I wasn't going to rent this room out, but come follow me. So he took me back to the same building. The first one I went in, he took me upstairs and he, um, he showed me my room and he said, do you think this is okay? And I said, oh, it's great. He says it's large enough. And I started laughing because I had to go to Paris for work mm -hmm. also last year or the mm -hmm. year before, I guess. And I knew that the rooms were small. But I had no idea how small. <laughs> so when I got my suitcase, I'm talking about the Paris room right now. Yeah. When I got my suitcase and my briefcase in, after I closed the door, Owen, I had to jump literally on the bed to get to the bathroom. Oh, yeah. That's how French, much room there was. <laughs> yeah. Parisian hotels, yeah, it, it can be. You're lucky you had a bathroom in your Parisian yeah, hotel. Yeah. It can be so, quite rough. So I told the B&B &B and Dingle, I said, this is great. It's huge. <laughs> I love it. So did you he was, spend time there or did yes, you I go north? Two, well, I, I spent two nights there, actually. I asked them, would you suggest a restaurant? He said, come on, get in my car and I'll take you down there and I'll show you where to go. I thought, <laughs> oh, my, I couldn't believe he was so kind to uh, show me where to go. So I went to a restaurant and um, and then he suggested the next day that I go up to the Blastic Islands. He said, don't go out of Dingle, drive up to, begins with a D-U. Uh, Dunquin, I suppose. Yeah, Dunquin, Dunquin, Dunquin yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dunquin. So I caught a ferry there, and um, they had a, a free guide come over to the island, and they he gave us a walking tour into the, you know, the village of what was left of the, uh, mm. the ruins of the village, but it was pretty amazing. I was on that island for like four hours oh, roaming and taking pictures. It was absolutely gorgeous. I've never been, but like our favorite spot to stay is Kathleen's B&B, uh, &B, uh, what's it called? Slayhead Farm. Oh, and, uh, okay. It's looking out over that island, the Basket oh, Islands. Oh, wow. I bet that would be pretty too. A lovely view, I have to say. Yeah. Oh yeah. And after Dingle, was it? Were you basically heading towards Shannon Airport then? No, no. no. I went back inland, and um, you know, I should have thought about it. I should have had my map out that I used, but <laughs> I stayed in another area, and I think it began with a K. Also. Oh, you're testing me. Uh 
Killarney, maybe. If you're oh, around you know there. what? That's it. That's it. Yeah. It was Kil Killarney. <laughs> Killarney. So I stayed there, and then um, I got back on the road again. And, you know, I, I heard that Shannon might be a little more industrial. So I thought, yeah. shoot, I think I would like to stay at another B&B. Mm. So the first exit I got off, you know, I was so spoiled at seeing all the signs for B&B. And I said, well, I don't think there's one off this exit. So I, I got on the road again and I got off the next exit and I pulled into one of your parking lots where your grocery store is. Mm -hmm. And this lady uh, pulled up in her car right next to me and I jumped out of the car. I I'm not afraid to talk to people, I guess. <laughs> And I said, excuse me, do you by chance know of any B&B here in this little town before I get to Shannon? Um, and then I was, you know, I was so excited about telling her my, about my whole trip. I was, you know, Gabby Hayes, uh, as we call one of the Western um, okay. cowboys over here. But, um, and she said, well, you know, why don't you stay with us? Really? She said, well, the thing is, she ends up being the manager of the, it begins with a B. It's the Something <laughs> Castle Hotel. Um, oh, Bonratti. Yeah. Bonratti? Is it? Bonratti. Oh, Bonratti. That's right. Yeah. It was Bonratti. So she said, listen, our going rate tonight is 85, but I'll give it to you for 60. She said, you she says, I'm the manager of the reservations or something like that. She said, you go tell my girls that I sent you. Oh, my God. And it was it was such a lovely place. I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. There's a lovely castle there. We have to see yes. that I'm said, linking to. Oh, yeah. So she said, uh, you have to go to our famous pub, Dirty Nellie's. Mm -hmm. So we have one. We have a Dirty Nellie's that was right on the intercoastal in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where I used to live. Mm. Mm. So when I walked in, I said, I know we, we named our place after yours. <laughs> <laughs> and not the other way around. Yeah, yeah. Well, Barbara, I have a last question for you before we finish up. And it's about this whole kind of adventure approach you took. Because fair play to you. It's, um, you, you were more courageous than I would have been. I'd say, would you recommend the B&B &B route to oh, people? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, you know what the thing is, you, I didn't, well, I, I, the, one of the main reasons I went that way, I didn't want to go out with the tourists and hang out with the tourists. I, I wanted to meet and, and greet the locals. And I think the best way to do that is stay at a and b Oh, yeah. And were you happy that you did the driving in the end? Was it a bit scary or you took it on? Oh, no, I loved it. <laughs> well, the Fair thing picture. is, when you're, when you're on your own, you know, yeah. you just, you don't have to be, well, the thing is, I think if if you're in one of those tour groups, you're kind of like, you're limited uh, mm -hmm. to where you want to go. And, and yeah. I could just pull off the road any time I want, because I was always jumping out of the car, taking pictures yeah. like a crazy person. So no, I loved the way that I, I did it. Well, Barbara, thanks so much for sharing your story. And would you be okay if people had more questions that they post the comment on the show notes page and you might sure. get back to them, huh? Sure. Ah, I'd love that's to. Cool. So for anybody listening to leave your reply, the 
the comment section remains open for a couple of weeks after the episode goes live and then it gets closed off. So all you have to do is go to www.bitesize.irish slash podcast 60. That's podcast. Uh, we're, you're looking for episode 60. So Barbara, thanks so much. Thanks for well, sharing. Thank you so much for inviting me. Oh, it was lovely having a chat with you. I can feel the enthusiasm for sure. And I hope you can make it back over to Ireland soon. Oh, I plan on it. I plan on it. So for anybody listening, look at Bite Size Irish Gaelic. We give you a chance to make a real connection with your Irish heritage by learning to speak a bit of Irish Gaelic. We don't want you to pressure yourself. Don't uh, try to overachieve. Just try to do a little each day. Just open a lesson each day and you can do that for free. You can uh, start a free trial with us. You just go to www.bitesize.irish/try. So to finish up, thanks to Tsukomo uh, for their music, which you hear on this episode under a Creative Commons license. And until the next episode, slán go forward. Bye for now. <laughs>